Welcome to episode 50 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. How are you? Good? Wonderful to hear. <laughs> I'm doing amazing. Family is doing amazing. Uh, but pray for me. Nothing's wrong. It's just that my birthday, my husband's birthday, birth, birth, birthday, and my two best friends' birthday are all in the month of September, one week after the other. So pray for my pockets and pray for my liver because there's lots of gift giving and turning up going on in the month of September. So keep me in your prayers. Okay. <laughs> Um, this week's show is going to be a three-segment show. I'm very excited about this week's show. Uh, again, we're kind of going back over the basics. I forget how long the show has been running now, and there's so many episodes. Some people have not heard them all. We do have a lot of new listeners and new subscribers, so I just want to go ahead and start, you know, rebuilding some of those foundations we've discussed so that as we go into the season, we have a few things understood. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by Cutmasters ATL Barbershop. Shout out to my brothers at Cutmasters, uplifting their fellow man, getting them fresh, getting them right. Salute to all the barbers out there. You need your next fresh cut go hit up Cutmasters ATL in the north in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Now let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Um, this week's episode was inspired by the constant cycle of serial baby mamas, baby daddies, girlfriends, boyfriends, and situationships that have been happening in our communities four centuries. Um, the cycles of dating someone for three to six months, running into your first hurdle and then breaking off, everybody having these abandonment issues and trust issues and everyone having one foot out the door at all times and um, how it's starting to become extremely uh, destructive and we are seeing more and more generations that are the products of these casual conceptions and situationships and multiple partners and sleeping around. Uh, we're slowly de getting desensitized for our uh, sense of importance in family and balance. I know that I can confidently say that everybody listening to this right now can name at least Five people that are serial situation shippers. And what I mean by serial situation shippers is they meet someone and they're super infatuated and talk about how great they are. And then three to six months later, something dramatic happens and it's totally that other person's fault. It's never the serial situation shippers fault and they stop talking and then a month later, they have a new one and they're in love and, you know, those kind of people. We all know people like that. You may be the person like that that's listening to this right now. It's a cycle of hurt because a lot of people like that have children. 
And now the children are involved. Different people in and out. No male and female balance in the household. No commitment. Nothing long term. Nothing real. Nothing stable. Okay. Uh, this is why it's important to talk about it. And like y'all know, this is why it's my business to talk about it because I don't play that it's not your business type of thing on this show. Everything is our business when it comes to our community because everything that you do will affect the other. Okay, as black people, we have an ecosystem that we have to adhere to as well. And if some of us are not doing our job, things go to shit and things fall apart. Um. It's our business because our children go to school with y'all children. It's our business because our children will date the children that you raise in your toxic mindsets when they grow up. (laughs) My faithful listeners, they've heard me say this multiple times, but I have to reiterate it because it just stands true because that mind your business shit gets on my nerves. Minding your business is asking someone how much they make at their job. Now, that's something that's not your business. Minding your business would be asking someone, how much is your rent? Okay. Minding your business is asking someone, so what happened when you went to the doctor today? Those are examples of when you need to mind your business. Passing down toxic generational trauma is not something that you can just do in front of us and say, mind your business. Okay. There's a huge difference. So for all the mind your businessers, that's why it's my business. Now what? Fight me. So um, we're going to be addressing uh, solutions to that issue of the situationships. I I think I'm going to call them three to six month situationships. Okay, they're rampant. They're happening everywhere. And then you have some that last longer than that because they're completely open situationships. Because some situationships are fake monogamous. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 you better not be dealing with nobody else. But both of them are dealing with other people on the low. And then you have the ones that are open situationships where it's like, yeah, I do me, I do you. But when I see you, you know, I see you. And then... uh Too many times, like I said, children are produced from this. Low-key feelings are caught and hurt in these situations. Uh, You get used to that cycle, and then it becomes almost impossible for you to break out that cycle and have a long-term serious relationship because you're so used to switching someone out every three to six months. Uh, It's just, it leads nowhere well. These are not 21-year-olds that are doing this. These are people in their 30s, 40s, 50s still doing this, even in their 60s. It's extremely unhealthy, and we're going to address it. So the three parts of this show, the first part will be called Pussy Power, the power of the woman. The second part, uh, second segment of the show will be about the power of the man. And the third segment of the show will be about our power together as one. So let's go ahead and start with the first segment, which is pussy power. Now, in this age of 2019 and what is, you know, given to us in mainstream media is a lot of women teaching, um, you know, and using their influence to convince 
women to sell their bodies and that their vagina is so good that men should pay for it. And my vagina is so good that the world should revolve around me. And a false sense of pussy power has been going around. I'm going to keep it a stack with you, sisters. For however good you think what you got is between your legs, there is another woman who's better and wetter and tighter. And there's another woman that can go deeper than you can. And there's another woman who could do tricks and splits on it. Like when it comes to sex, sex has, we've been so desensitized to sex that to be honest, sex is not necessarily hard um, for brothers to get. Sex is more so about the woman that it is attached to. But the freaky deaky stuff, um, most men can make a simple phone call. And if they want freaky deaky nasty, it's something that can be achieved when we talk about real pussy power. Pussy power is the desire to be in that woman's presence. Pussy power is about that woman's energy. Uh, I just see an increase in sisters spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to look good on the outside, spending so much money on makeup and weaves and getting their bodies done, doing a lot of work to the outside and neglecting the inside. What's going to make that man crazy about you What's going to make that man want you and no one else is not your ass. It's not your hair. Um, there's balance in all things healthy. So it's not saying that the men are not visual and that you don't want to look good. I'm saying do not do one and neglect the other. Also, do not do one and think that because I look good, I can have an attitude or I can be nasty or I can be sneaky or deceitful. Um, shame on the simp Negroes that allow a woman just because she's beautiful that you still give her D and the time of day and give her money, even though she's dealing with other guys or it has a horrible attitude or is disrespectful. Shout out to those brothers messing the game up because now the women have said to hell with integrity. You know, these niggas cashing out on the women with the fat ass. Okay. I don't give a damn about femininity and my attitude. Shoot. You know what they say? These hoes winning. So congrats to the brothers that's messing the game up. Golly, you know what I'm saying? You can't, if a woman just got to have a fat booty to get you to break bread and, and do the most and even make her relevant, the women are going to just start saying, forget it. <laughs> They're going to just start saying, forget it. Forget the integrity. Forget being a good girl. These hoes winning. I'm just going to go take a $5,000 loan from Care Credit and go to DR or Columbia Get this body done and a nigga going to take whatever he get. That's what's happening now. So shout out to the brothers that staying strong and saying, I don't care what injections or fat transfers you got. Sis, you better come correct with that sweet, divine feminine attitude. Um, so back to the subject. Pussy power is your vibe. Pussy power is a vibe. He can't get anywhere else. Pussy power is a level of support, peace, and understanding that he cannot get anywhere else. 
And I don't mean fake peace. I don't mean fake peace, like fake peace as long as things are going your way. Um, I don't mean fake peace, uh, you know, as long as, as long as things are sweet, things are peaceful. I mean, real peace, a woman that brings peace and understanding regardless of what's going on, regardless of the situation. I'm talking about real writers and I ain't talking about peace through cheating and abuse. Okay. Being a writer as a woman is riding with him through his rise to leadership of a family. Being a writer is being patient with your man as he should be patient with you through healing traumas, through healing generational issues, through building confidence in himself that is so thoroughly uh, attempted to be brought down in society. That's being a writer. A writer is not staying around even though he cheated a thousand times and whooped your behind. Let him miss you. Let him miss you. That's not the man that you want to ride for. That's the man that you want to exit stage left. Pussy power is a power to choose. When we look back at any situation that we've been in ourselves or our mothers or our aunts or our grandmothers that have involved abuse um, in any type, be it emotional, spiritual, or physical from a man, um, there is one factor in this that we have to acknowledge. It's painful to acknowledge because it really bruises the ego if you have one. This is a part of feminine grace. Feminine grace is not ego operated. Uh, whenever your feminine grace is ego operated, it will cause a very lack in the very thing that makes you feminine, which is your emotional intelligence. The ego will block and trump anything else. So the, the one thing that we have to keep in mind through any abuse that we've endured is that the power to choose has always been ours. Now, before we go into this, I'm going to state this obvious because I have to state it because there will be someone who will say this. So I'm going to say it before anyone can. I'm sorry that this may sound dumb and some of you will be like, really, did she have to say that? Yes. Yes, I do have to say this. <laughs> um, of course, men who abuse or cheat or waste women's time should not do that. Pause. Okay. Yes, they should not do that. Um, but the reality is in life, there will be users and abusers everywhere, male or female, black, white, or purple. Should they be that way? No. Is it life? Yes, it is what it is. So therefore, you just have to be educated and prepared to know how to protect yourself from that. Um. The number one thing that we have to remember is that any man that ever wasted our time or abused us or misled us, we allowed him in. 
Nine times out of 10, what you attract will be a result of your energy. It'll be a result of yourself. However, there may always be a little bum that could slip between the cracks. And it's, that means it's not so much about what we attract, but more so about what we let in. Um, now, if you're just always attracting F-boys, then there's definitely have to be a common denominator investigation that has to go on with that. Um, however, you know, if, if a, a bum here and there slips through the crack, you probably don't want to come down on yourself that you're not vibrating correctly. There might always be a duck or a clown that gets through. Uh, but it's about do you have the self-respect and the self-worth to see that and deny it its access to you. That's what pussy power is all about. Pussy power, y'all know what I say all the time, Bentley don't beg no one to drive it. Pussy power does not bust out windows. Pussy power does not um, sleep with his homeboy for revenge. Pussy power does not burn down his house. Pussy power says the only revenge that I need is to revoke your access to me. Okay, that's why I say, man, you got to keep yourself as a top-notch woman. Because for some of you, revoking access to you would be a godsend. For some of you, you're so damn toxic that if you revoke access, you know a nigga going to be like, whoo, thank God. And that's why you feel the need to bust out his windows and do all that because you're having issues with your self-worth and you have to find a way to hurt him because you removing yourself from his life is not going to hurt. And you know it because deep down, people know when they're toxic. You know it's going to be a relief when you leave, so you have to do something else to make him hurt when you're gone. The divine feminine does not have to do any of that. The divine feminine will say, oh... You want to try me? Watch this and go Casper the friendly ghost on a nigga. You hear me? That's pussy power. That's feminine grace. Anytime I've been lied to or cheated on or hurt, I think to myself, well, did he have a gun to my head? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, okay. I mean, as long as we're talking about men that are not rapey, the minute I say no, the answer is the fuck no. <laughs> that's pussy power. If I say no, it ain't happening, nigga. You see, ladies, that's how it works. When they wasted our time, get they were they wrong for wasting our time? Yeah, but guess who allowed it? We did. Because the amount of BS that you tolerate from a man is a direct reflection of how much you love yourself and how you view yourself. So now we have to, if you want to get angry at him, you got also got to get angry at you too, sis. Okay. Close your eyes and imagine this with me. Okay. Close your eyes and just relax. And we're about to, we're about to go to a way to a different place. Okay. Just imagine a place where F boys bums, where we just walked past them. <laughs> Imagine, okay, 
that F boy with a suspended license and two baby mamas and five girlfriends that all think they're the only one. Imagine walking right past him in the dust. Imagine him not even getting a eye contact from you. Imagine you exercising your pussy power to be able to see past the desperation of love and to see men for what they really are when they're in your presence. Just imagine. Just imagine a world where all the F-boys and bums did not get anything from us. The way the power of the P works is that if we were to say that we are not acknowledging any more F-boys, no more bums, no more jobless, broke Negroes, the employment rate would skyrocket. The employment rate would jump. That's why I say power to pussy. You have to be careful what you acknowledge. We, we can't even have a conversation about good, healthy brothers without hearing about bum niggas. Uh, in my consultation business, when I'm speaking to sisters, um, you know, if, if y'all are not familiar with my feminine consulting firm, and I meet with women that want to uh, return to their femininity and want to figure out how to bring more feminine balance to their households and families. Um, when we have conversations, you know, if I'm consulting with a sister who's marriage minded and is looking for marriage and is open to marriage, you know, and, and we're speaking about a good brother that we want to manifest almost every time we have to hear about well, not all men are that way, or it's going to be hard to find a sis. You're not exercising your pussy power. Stop allowing F boys into your mind. We shouldn't even be talking about them. They shouldn't even be a factor. They shouldn't get any of our time or any of our attention. That's pussy power. You ain't got to fuck with that nigga. Again, we have our hand on the stove and our skin is peeling and burning off and we're just crying like, my hand is burning, baby girl, take, turn the stone off, stove off, take your hand off the burner. That is pussy power. I'm going to use the example uh, with Diddy and Cassie. The most amazing shit happened, and y'all know I love using celebrities as um, examples when we have our discussions because everyone knows who they are. I can't talk about somebody that I know personally as an example because for one, they probably don't want me saying it on a podcast. And for two, you don't know them. People do much better understanding an example when they have visuals on these people. They can visualize their faces. They've seen things play out. So I love when a, I'm not going to say I love a good celebrity breakup, but I love using celebrity relationships as opportunities for us to learn from as a collective. So the lack of pussy power was so alarming when the discussions about Diddy and Cassie's breakup occurred. For those that don't know, they they uh, were involved for 10 years. I can't even say dated because, I mean, no one can date for 10 years. I don't know what that is. They were involved, a very general statement. They were involved for 10 years. And then, you know, Cassie wanted to get married, wanted to have children. And, you know, of course, Diddy did not because he's a serial boyfriend. 
And uh, yeah, so let's discuss what happened afterwards when we were looking at, you know, social media, looking at the public's reaction to it. So after that, Cassie uh, got with a white guy. And I do understand that Cassie's not black. I am just, just give me, just give me a minute. This is going to make sense. Okay. Just, just calm down. All right. (laughs) So, um, she left Diddy, got with a white guy who got, okay, this is the order things went in, got her pregnant, then proposed to her. They're not married yet, but that's all he did. Got her pregnant and then put a ring on her finger. And he was Diddy's trainer. So he was like Diddy's worker. Um, now has she got with another black guy that was Diddy's worker? The women would have said, how you leave the boss and get with the worker? She downgraded, but because she got with somebody white, she in some way upgraded from Diddy. That was, that was what they got from it because Diddy, because the white boy got her pregnant, he somehow was an upgrade from Diddy is how it worked. So, I thought the reaction was going to be about pussy power, which was why did she even let him waste her time for 10 years? Did he have a gun to her head for 10 years? I don't care how much. And then women will say, I tried to leave. What do you mean you tried to leave? And he, he called me and he, he asked for me back. Then don't go back. That's why I'm the wrong friend to go to for relationship advice. Because I, if, if you call me crying like, he won't do this or he did that. Okay, then leave. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, either leave or deal with it. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. We make our own money now. We're self-sufficient. We're independent. But we're still not exercising our pussy power and letting ourselves get drunk. I'm the first one that would be like, well, if you told him about it, he still keep doing it. Leave. Well... You know, so they'll say they tried to leave. Then he calls you with a poem or send you flowers and you go back. Why you went back? You're not exercising your pussy power. You call the shots. We have the shout. We have the power. Shit don't pop till we say it pop. So I thought the reaction was going to be about time. Like, why on earth would she let someone waste her time like that? But I was flabbergasted to see that that was not what the women got from it, okay? What they got from it was, see, she got with a white guy and he he was a better choice. And when a man knows, he knows. And I'm like, that's what y'all got from it? See, she got, see, she didn't let race be a boundary for her dating. And the problem was, so it, it's like Cassie was in, involved with Diddy for 10 years, never got a ring, never got a baby, never got nothing. The reaction was not like, yes, she should have had some accountability and not accepted that and exercised her pussy power. No, they're like, we know the problem. It's because she's with a black guy. And I'm like, no, 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 that was not the answer. (laughs) Black, white, or purple. Why would you be with a man for 10 years and he won't give you anything? Imagine be with a man 10 years and then when people talk about your relationship, they call it an involvement. Woo! What a waste of your time. Why you wasted your own time like that? Why you lack self-worth like that? 
But that's a huge issue that we have as women is that lack of accountability. We will literally find anything possible to blame something on as opposed to the fault being us not exercising our pussy power. If somebody, if you leave your car unlocked and somebody steal your purse, if you leave your purse on the seat and your car unlocked and go into the mall and walk away and, and somebody opens your car door and takes your purse and walks off with it, who is more at fault? <laughs> is it the person that stole your purse? Or is it your dumbass for leaving your purse on the seat in an unlocked car? Okay, there's good and bad in all phases of our life. There's good and bad people around every corner. It's your job as a human being, as an individual, to do your due diligence in protecting yourself from others that have malintent for you. Okay, if you leave your five-year-old home by himself, a child that's not old enough to be on their own and they burn the house down, who's at fault? You were them. Is it their fault that they shouldn't have burned the house or is, is it you for leaving somebody home alone that's not mature enough to handle that? But as black women, it's like, you know, we have so much power and then we sit back and we always blame the man for what happens when the truth is you got the power and you ain't have to give a nigga the time of day. I don't care what poems he sends you or how much he apologized. Block his ass. Block his ass. Move on. Your self-respect, your self-worth comes before any sweet talking. Stop being so gullible. What I love about the podcast is black women have enough outlets telling you how much you rock and how amazing you are. I don't want to keep telling you how much you rock and amazing you are. I want you to show how much you rock and how amazing you are through your consistent actions, through who you allow to have access to you, through remaining in your feminine grace, through being consistent with your demand for respect. That's what I want to see. I don't want to have seminars and, and girls that brunch brunches to tell you about how great you are. Because there's women that'll sit and teach classes and go to brunches and black girl rocks all day and then go home that same night and give their body to an F-boy. Them same women will be sleeping with three niggas. Okay? I want to make the changes for us in real life. I want us applying these things in real life. I'm tired. Okay? Women, you have the power, period. Don't nothing move without you. The good sis Fantasia gave us an excellent analogy when uh, she was on The Breakfast Club recently, and the good sis said, my husband's the head, I'm the neck. He can't make no moves without me. Whoo, sis, a word. Period, poo, period. A word, sis. A man can't make no move without you. You know that he was going to waste your time. You know he's being inconsistent. You know he was no good. You knew you a black woman. We're borderline clairvoyant. We borderline can see the future. We got spidey senses like no other. But desperation and low self-worth has a louder voice than anything else. When your desperation and low self-worth is screaming, 
You can't even hear what you deserve. You can't even hear your standards. You can't even hear your boundaries because those insecurities are screaming so loud. And it's even easier in 2019 to put on fake personas of happiness and content. It's all about what we look like. As long as somebody look happy or look successful, we buying it up. No, let me see that real life. Let me see if that real life is adding up to what we preach and sis. Don't come here for me to tell you how much is a black girl rock. Black girls can't be rocking too hard right now. We got the number one unprotected rates. We got the number one debt to income ratios high due to student loans from those degrees that we validate ourselves with. We have high infant mortality rates. We ain't doing too good. I'm not here to tell you, black girl, you rock. Black girl, we need work to do. We have black girl, we need to grow. Black girl, we need to make changes. Black girl, it's our say so. Let's start exercising some real pussy power. Sisters, it's your choice. What we say goes. If we start requiring and setting standards, if fucking with us is a privilege, the men will naturally follow suit. That's the way it's going to go. But as long as the F boys and the bums have someone entertaining them, they're going to remain. So, you know, the lack of self-worth and the desperation, it just makes things harder for us in the long run. Because now that we have some sisters lowering the standard, now the brothers are going to say, well, I'll just go over here with Keisha because Keisha doing it all. That's the way it's going to go. Pussy power is not about selling your body. It's not about being a boss bee. It's about setting a standard and it's about access, sisters. You know, so stop calling people crying about what he did and he did that and he did this. Think about the greats. You think you think that Queen Nefertiti would have been crying over about, oh, this man, he did me like this. Yeah, right. Bitch, I'm royalty. I'm royalty. Baby boy, you don't want to act right. Somebody else will, period. That's why I be saying, man, fuck that love shit. Y'all let that love shit get you in trouble. Fuck love. Love don't do shit. Love don't do anything. But I love him. Fuck that. Love ain't enough. You're going to love the man that's consistent with you and that you're safe with. And that ain't going to play no games with you. If you think you love a bum, wait till you get you a real man, sis. Let that love go. Love is not enough. Block it. Block him and exercise your real pussy power. In the next segment, we're going to go into the discussion about the power of the man. Now. Let's move on to the brothers. The good cis queen goddess Shahrazad Ali had a uh, lecture that she did where uh, I believe that she was quoting Elijah Muhammad. It was either her own quote or it was a quote from Elijah Muhammad. My mind is currently slipping me. But anywho, um, the quote was, the black woman is... The number 
two problem in the black community. Um, so just take a second for that to digest. I do notice uh, that a lot of the times the brothers tend to be a little bit um, defensive uh, when we have discussions about the brothers. Um, but brothers, I want y'all to know that you don't have to get defensive here. It's not that kind of party. We're not trying to attack you, uh, but it's our job as women to let you know what we need. Um, and if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you, but you know, we're going to say what we need to say. Um, sometimes brothers as women encouraging you to be your best can be hurtful to you, uh, because you're under attack at all times. A lot of brothers have been traumatized. A lot of brothers are tired. You know, so when someone comes to you telling you that you're not achieving all you can achieve, you tend to react like, what more do you want from me? As opposed to calming down. Okay, calm down. As opposed to just calming down and just listening to what it is we have to say. Um, you know, it, it's not, we're not always going to come to you telling you about how amazing you are. Sometimes there are things that we need from you that you need to be aware of and that we need you to work on. Uh, I think that's understandable. Um, this is the first lesson that we're gonna talk about when it comes to the power of the man. With great responsibility comes great pressure. Okay, so if you're going to be the leaders, understand that the leader always has to be open to constructive criticism. When you're in charge of leading a people, the people always have a say-so in your leadership skills. Uh, you're not a leader as a man because you have a penis or because you said so. You're a leader when you can take, that's why I say, if you can't take constructive criticism, then you may not be the strong alpha male you think you are. Um, because the people that you lead giving you their input should not make you feel less. You should be able to take it in stride and apply it where necessary instead of getting hurt about it. Um, so I don't want anyone taking this as man bashing. Um, it's man encouragement. It's saying, my brother, you could do better, and I'm not accepting anything but the best from you. And there's a difference when sisters come at you that way uh, as opposed to in a doubtful way, more so like, oh, here it is, nigga, go. Let's say, see if we can get him to do better than the rest. No, it's not that kind of energy. It's more so like, my brother, I love you. You know, I don't see you reaching the max potential I know that you have. So therefore, I'm not going to let you be complacent. I'm not going to let you be me uh, mediocre. So that's the energy that I'm on during this segment. So if y'all could just stay calm and let's just talk about this. Um, again, the number two problem is the black woman. Does this mean that everything is the black man's fault? No. Does it mean that it's in your hands solely to make changes no, it does not mean that. It simply just speaks to your position as a leader. 
when it comes to the revolution, there's no room to be in the middle. There's no room to be in a gray area. Uh, You have to pick a side and you have to stay there. If you are going to decide to be a strong black man, if that is the direction that you're taking, you need to be able to take the responsibility that comes with that, which is to say that if somebody is going in the wrong direction, the person with the map, is going to hold the biggest fault. If we're on a group trip and you've been designated as the one with the map, uh, yeah, you know, it's your job to make sure we're taking the right trail. You know, if we get lost, you have the responsibility of holding that map. You have to be the one to say, okay, I led us in the wrong direction. You got to be able to admit it. And, and reroute, redirect. Again, we all make mistakes. It's not about making the mistakes. It's about are you going to correct them? Um, the, the, the man, the power of the man is this. You are the giver of life. So what I mean by that is the man gives the woman the sperm and then she carries the child for nine months. But without the sperm, (laughs) you know, without the sperm, there's no pregnancy. Without the sperm, there is no gestation period that starts. Um, It's kind of the same way when it comes to our family structure. Without the husband, there is no family. Uh, It's not women getting on their knees to propose to men. Side note, I have seen that uh, that that has happened. I've seen videos. This is totally off topic, but I just want to talk about this real quick because it'd be killing me. Anyway, I've seen a few videos of you ladies getting on your knees to propose to men. And I just want to say two things. I want to say that it is one of the most masculine things you can do as a woman. Completely inappropriate. And this is not up for debate with me. Debate with God, not me. Um, Extremely masculine. Extremely out of your place. Extremely desperate. Um, And that's what it says about the women who do it. For the men who allow it extremely beta male-ish, extremely bitch-ass nigga-ish. I think you end up with the might as well kind of wife when you allow a woman to propose to you. Why you ain't proposed to her? You know what I'm saying? Now you letting her lead y'all in the damn relationship. You just starting off bad. And now he gonna say, well, might as well marry her. Shoot, that saved me from having a get a ring and plan a proposal, like, shoot, might as well. I'm just going to go ahead and marry her because I don't know if I'm going to find another one that's going to do like this and just take all that responsibility off of me. So uh, I might as well. Okay. I feel like a man that's a man, if a woman can get down on her knee and propose to you, he's going to be like, listen, baby, get up. Get up and sit your ass down. I will propose that we wed and we unite when I say so. That happens when you say so, brothers. Okay. So that 
whole proposing to a man thing, stop. Just stop it. It's so wrong in so many ways. It's just it's just not a good look. If you got to propose to a man, you may need to leave. If you feel like if you don't propose, he's not going to, you're probably wasting your time and probably not exercising your pussy power. Anyway, back on to the topic. Um, I think it's important as black men, again, we know ego is different in the male. Uh, ego is actually a natural part of manhood. This is why men play sports. Sports is all about ego. It's all about the better he is at the sport, the better he is looked at as a man. Again, women, don't look at this from your mindset and think, oh, well, that's crazy. No, this is factually the way it is for men. This is why the sport industry is a billion-dollar industry. It's about manhood, okay? Men are competitive. That's the ego. That's why, uh, you know, men are competitive when it comes to making money and being a provider. These are all the things that measure him as a man. Just like we have the women, the lonely women who will say, well, I don't want to get married. Marriage isn't for me. And marriage is just a piece of paper. And I don't need a man to validate me. Just like the women that say things like that is a reflection of their direct subconscious realization that they don't find themselves worthy of marriage and relationship. It's the same thing when it comes to men being providers. If a man hits you with that, she got to come to the table with some and, you know, I ain't taking care of nobody and it's supposed to be 50-50. That's a direct reflection of his lack of confidence to provide. Okay. Brothers, what you, you, we, we can't go nowhere unless you put the key in the ignition. You understand? You have the key. So if the brothers, whatever the brothers put out is what is going to come back. It's the rule of nature. Again, don't debate me. Debate God. So when we have brothers that have stopped giving and stopped planting seeds, uh. We have nothing to work with. If, if you're not giving us anything, I mean, we can't make something out of nothing. You're in control. You are the initiator. That is the best word I can use to describe man. Man is the initiator. If you ain't initiating nothing, nothing's happening. If you're not making moves you are not going to get back what you are putting out. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Now, the number one reason that I see brothers failing to put out, failing to initiate, is because of abandonment and trust issues. Abandonment and trust issues are ruining our men. And I think it's very important for brothers to be aware of where your trust issues come from. Again, we all listening to this right now can name a man that we know has serious trust issues. It might be a brother, lis brother listening to this right now. That's the one with the trust issues. Okay. Um, 
these trust issues are a result of trauma. Um, are black women incarcerated as well? Yes. Are black women targeted by the police as well? Yes. However, uh, especially when we're talking in regards to white supremacy, the black man is the one most violently attacked and affected by that system in, in the most tangible ways. Um, see, black women are attacked more so spiritually and internally by white supremacy. The men are more so attacked physically. Okay. So the trust issues in uh, black men come from, number one, white supremacy. It's the trauma that at any moment I can be put in jail. At any moment I can be framed. At any moment I can be falsely accused. I'm guilty all day, every day until proven innocent. That is a level of trauma that ricochets into other aspects of our man's life. So he don't know when he's going to jail. He don't know when he's going to get pulled over and beat or shot. So guess what he subconsciously does? He subconsciously says, I don't want a family. I don't want responsibility to provide. I don't want to be obligated to anyone. Because deep down inside, subconsciously, again, that's the power of our subconscious. It's more powerful than our conscious mind because it works on our own. You're way more prone to be able to control the thoughts and actions of your conscious mind than your subconscious mind. <clears throat> so because of the trauma that black men face now, they don't want to secure families. They'd rather keep things with one foot out the door. They have one foot out the door within their own minds, with themselves. Well, if you say, well, what do you mean by that? When these brothers are locked up, disregarded, beat on, they have to disconnect from themselves. They lose their self-respect. You put a black man in jail, he got to ask a white man when he can eat, sleep, and shit. You're taking away his manhood. The only way he can live through that is to disconnect from it. He has to disconnect from it. Because a man cannot live under the gauze of another man like that. Especially not a white man as a black man. So he's not even sure how long he's going to be with himself. So he definitely doesn't want to commit to a family. Okay. The second reason is why we have to keep our hands off our sons. Okay. Subconsciously, years and years of your mom spanking you, yelling at you, talking down on you, making, making you afraid to make mistakes. That's why I say when your sons make a mistake, talk them through it. Don't yell at them. Don't beat them. Talk them through it. Then they grow up and become men that are afraid to fail. 
men that are afraid to fail end up not trying anything. They end up becoming extremely complacent. They'll get comfortable in whatever way they can to manage their day to day and they will stay there. Girls and boys are different. Allow them to make mistakes. Talk them through their mistake. Keep your hands off of them. It's further trauma. Now he grows up and he's afraid to start a family because he's afraid to fail. And he subconsciously resents black women because he got his ass beat by one from diapers. These are the two things holding our brothers back. So now the brothers have extreme trust issues, extreme anxiety. Now, they don't want to give anything. These are the brothers that say, well, I'd rather, you know, I got I to gotta feel her vibe and I got to see what she on before I take her to dinner, waste my time, waste my money. They're afraid. They're afraid to give 30 bucks for coffee and pastries. They're afraid to give Anything of themselves. That's why they say, oh, sisters, you see sisters that have loving husbands, supportive husbands, and I see women say, well, I want something like that. Where do you find men like that at? You don't find men like that. Okay? You build to that with a man. You got to be consistent. Men respond well to support due to reasons as we just discussed. You know, they call me crazy when I say just support him. Support him. Be loyal to him. Assuming, again, please don't say, well, you can love and support a man and he'll still screw you over. He'll still cheat on you. Don't please leave that out this conversation. Don't even think that. Because I know it's one of y'all that just sucked y'all teeth and said that. Well, you can support a nigga all you want to, but nigga gonna still do him. No, baby. That's called, again, you did not exercise pussy power and you were dealing with the F-boy for no reason. Because you're low self-worth. I'm gonna say that a thousand times before we truly understand that. Black men respond well to support. So you get a whole different version of him where he can be in that feminine safe place where even if he does have to deal with the anxieties and traumas that come with him being a black male, he has an area, he has a home, a sacred space where he can let his hair down from all of that. Brothers, that is something that you can definitely achieve, but you have to be open-minded to it. Now, you can stomp your feet and get upset all you want to when I say this. I don't care because it's the truth. As black men, before you can open your mouth and complain about black women, you have to first ask yourself, what have I done consistently to provide a space that a feminine woman that knows her worth would even want to be a part of. You know, how many men do we know that can't stay out the club, can't stay from between a woman's legs for more than a day or two, but then say they have, oh, I don't want to settle down because these girls be playing. Well, 
again, brother, <laughs> you're not giving anything. You're not giving anything for quality women to make something out of. It starts with you. There's power that women have and there is power that men have. We both are powerful. We're just powerful in different ways. If you are not taking the initiative, if you are not practicing reciprocity, if you are not lighting the match to start the fire, you will not have any heat. That is the way it goes. Women naturally follow your lead. Okay, this is not something you can argue. Again, we got to humble ourselves to realize that there's God's way, God order, divine order, order of the universe, order of the most high that things go in in this earth. Okay. When something is instinctive in any living creature, whether it animal, insect or human, those instincts are there no matter what. They are God-given. Nothing anyone can say or do can change it. Women have instincts to follow man. So when the men sit back and complain about the direction the women are going in, I kind of laugh to myself because it's like, well, brother, this is where you let us. Again, what you give us is what we give back. Okay, so when the men decided to Okay, well, we'll just do what we want. We'll just have babies. We just won't commit. Uh, we'll just have multiple women. We'll just play games. Well, you got games back. Okay? You got a lack of support back. You got a lack of submission back. Uh, beta males complain about women. Alpha males change their interactions with women. Alpha males don't sit and let what they do be based upon the opposite sex. The alpha male takes charge. If he does not like what's going on, he knows he has the power to change it. Alpha males know how to make a woman say, yes, daddy. The power is in you. If you're complaining about the direction women have went in, they followed you down that path. Trust and believe. That's how it's going to go. You want to not be committed and cause baby mamas and come in and out. You're going to create a monster. Now you got the women that they more savage than you. Now you have a choice. You can either keep crying. You can either keep complaining. Or you can take the lead. Or you can be the example. You can change what you give the women in your life so that they will change what they give you back, brothers. Okay? That's the power of man. Man has the power to change. Man has the power to lead. Whatever a man decides, whatever direction he decides to go in, he can accomplish it. You can either lead the black woman and child off a cliff or you can lead us into prosperity. If you're waiting for the women to lead you, you're <laughs> good luck. I'm going to pray for you with that. Okay. 
Um, the next segment, we are going to talk about what happens when we combine our power together as a team. As black people, we are extremely powerful people. Learning how to bring that power into one relationship can be difficult. It can borderline clash. If you are not firm in your role in your divine feminine power and your masculine power, if you in any way, shape or form um, yearn to step into that other lane, you're going to crash every single time. That's the way it goes. Um, to get personal, I'll, I'll, I'll speak a little bit on something that I've been experiencing lately. Um, but first of all, just shout out to my boo. Shout out to my king, my baby. We just been loving on each other, y'all. We just been loving. Like, it's, it's so amazing when you take two black people that have healed their traumas, addressed their demons, let go of dead weight, got rid of people that were toxic, didn't need to be there anymore, that have grown, made changes, been real with themselves. And when you take two people, two black people like that and put them together, it is so freeing. Um, it is so simple. Um, it is so secure uh, when you're dealing with a healed individual, when you're dealing with someone who's not hurt, because uh, hurt people hurt people. So when you're dealing with someone that is healed, it's a different level of security that comes with it. Because again, you're not dealing with the trust issues and one foot out the door. When you know that person is all in with you. Shout out to my baby. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and give you all some insight on the things that we have experienced taking two powerful, strong individuals and assimilating our lives into one. Um, now, a little backstory on me. I was a single mother for a very long time. Um, and I was pretty self-sufficient. I definitely was that boss be independent chick. I always had a few hustles. You know, always did my, do what I could for myself, whatever I couldn't do on my own. I pay someone to do for me. Like I was, you know, I was doing my little thing. I had gotten so used to that. Um, when I got with my husband, um, since he is a masculine man and since he is a man that genuinely wanted to be with me, wanted to be in a committed relationship he began taking care of me in ways and creating a safe space for me in ways that changed me as a woman. Um, like we stated earlier, for black women, we are attacked spiritually. Our womanhood and our femininity is attacked. Um, for men, it's more of a tangible physical attack on black men. Um, so once you're aware of that as a black man, you could say, okay, her womanhood is attacked. She's, she, her spirituality is attacked. Even if the whole world is attacking her as a woman, as black women, they attack our hair. They attack our bodies. They attack our skin. They attack our lips. So as a man, 
again, we are partners in healing. There ain't a black person on this planet that don't need serious healing due to white supremacy and racism. You may not understand it. You may not understand how or why you need healing from certain effects from that. But there are not a single one of us on this planet that it has not affected in some type of way. So it's our job to be aware of how we are attacked and being the balance to counteract that attack. Okay. So what my husband did is created a safe space for me to be a woman. That is how you become a partner in healing. That is how you become the support to the constant healing that we all have to put forward. All right. So as a black woman, her womanhood is attacked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a space where she don't have to feel that. We, we, we can't change the world, but we can change our households. Our household is our sacred space. This is where we get peace. So we have the power when it comes to this. Um, since I've been with my husband, I have not had to open a door. I have not had to take out a piece of trash. I have not had to change a flat tire, change an oil. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I don't know. It's like a level of your guard coming down that I can't describe. It's very hard for me to describe what I really want to say right now. All I can say is you're able to let your guard down in a way that you can't when you're a, a single woman. When I was a single woman, I had to keep my head on a swivel at all times because I knew that without male protection, I'm a target. And and that's where some of my, that's why I'm a fighter. That's why I tell people, listen, I ain't that good a Christian yet. Like, yes, I've changed. Yes, I've grown, but don't get it twisted. I still got my savage survival ways in me. I don't think that's something that you can ever take away. Some of us, if we were dealt more difficult cards or we came from the street or came from the hood, you may always still have that fighter in you. You just now I would use that if somebody, you know, try to mess with my family or mess with my child. I use it. I use that savage side now. So more in a mama lion way, more so in a not nan chick, but ever try me about my man kind of way. Like I, I use it for good if it makes sense because sometimes we can't always change different tendencies we have I mean if you were in survival mode your whole life um if it takes you you know 30 years if you spend 30 years in survival mode I mean I doubt that you will just totally lose all that overnight but it's all about learning how to manage it and being patient with yourself and knowing that we all have ways that we're trying to outgrow you just can't let it stop you So, okay, I still got that. I will read you for filth and I don't mind fighting and I don't mind pulling up, but I'm not going to use that in a survival way anymore. I'll just use that when it comes to being a mama lion. So I kind of had to learn how to redirect energy towards certain things, if that makes sense. If you have certain tendencies, you can say, okay, this might be because we all have vices. We all have ways. You might be able to say, okay, I have these ways. You like to argue, baby girl, go join a debate team. You know what I'm saying, baby girl? Go ahead and redirect your energy in a different way. 
So now that I have my husband and we work so well as partners, there are so many things before that I would have not thought twice about doing on my own. And now that I have a partner, it's so much stuff where if you try to tell me, oh, do this by yourself, I'm going to be looking like, like without my husband, like by myself. It's just so much stuff I don't even have to worry about no more. It's just like a load off of my back. Like since I know that hubby's head is on a swivel, I ain't got to put my head on a swivel no more. Now I can actually nurture and take care of my household. I can redirect my power. Getting into a relationship with each other does not take away our power. It strengthens it. Um, for my husband, my husband's always been a hard worker. And he told me, he said, I've always been a hard worker, but I have a different work ethic now. He was like, because I ain't going to lie. When you working all day, every day, and you coming home to that cold house, <laughs> you know, or even if you have somebody you dealing with, if it's a type of chick, she, you ain't coming home to no meals and, and happiness and peace. He's like, man, that is draining. So he speaks on how he has a whole different level of like energy now because I have created a safe space where when he go out and do a hard day's work, it's worth it when he come home because he coming home to a wife and a child smiling and that love him and support him. And he was like, it just gives you motivation to get up and go. He's like, when you don't have that, I mean, they're not saying you ain't going to accomplish anything, but you kind of, you get burned out. You know, you working and working and working and then you working and working and you making money, you end up spending the money because you got to do something to feel like you're getting a reward for your hard work. So if it's not a wife and a family, you're going to go out and you're going to cop you something and it just keeps you in the cycle of work, 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 bye, bye, bye. Nothing really fulfilling. Um, People like that, you end up partying a lot, you end up drinking a lot because You know, you just, there's not that real reward. That's why I say don't get so caught up in your money and degrees and business. That shit can't love you back, period. You're going to just keep end up spending and spending to feel something. That stuff can't love you back. It cannot nurture you back. It can't do anything. So it's important not to put everything in that and say, well, I'm getting my money, so I don't need no woman. Or I'm getting my money, so I don't need no man. Man, you could die tomorrow. That money ain't going to carry on your legacy. It's not going to cry at your funeral. So don't put all your eggs in that one basket. So you take your power and you create a safe space for your partner. That's one of the highest forms of intimacy. One of those highest forms of intimacy beside being transparent and vulnerable is doing for that person, putting yourself aside and uplifting your partner. There's power in that. So you become a relationship person when you put aside your it's all about me, 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 and you express real power by saying, I'm going to figure out how I can compliment my woman, compliment my man. Okay, you take that power and use it for your lane. Man, you take your power, focus it on protecting, focus it on providing, focus it on leading. Okay, you don't need to be fighting her for her positions and she don't need to be fighting you for yours. Sisters, you let him lead, you let him be the man of the household, you let him protect, you let him provide. 
brothers, you have to let her nurture because no one can make you do anything. You got to let her nurture. You got to let go of them trust issues. You got to let go of that skepticism. If that queen has been consistent, if she has been responding well to what you initiate, what you give, which we just talked about earlier, you got to trust it, brothers. Okay. We got to bring that power together. The woman nurtures. It nurtures the man. The man can go back out into the world the next day, face the world again. It ke- It's a replenishment. Like when you are in a healthy relationship, you are replenished daily. Um, ladies, you don't want to be the woman where you're so busy talking about work, 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 money, money, money. You ain't got time to feed your children real food. You ain't got time to do their hair. You ain't got time or patience to do homework with them. That ain't it. Redirect your powers to what's healthy, to what's productive. We are a force on our own, but we are unstoppable together. Everything has to be about more than you. We are a team. Black man, a black woman is not your enemy. Black woman, the black man is not your enemy. We have to remember that. Black love is the revolution. Black marriage is life-saving. Um, I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I think that we got some very good discussion going. Uh, I hope that when we listen to these episodes, I hope that everyone talks about it amongst yourself. Use it as conversation starters. Have some talks about uh, what you think. Uh, don't fe- be afraid to call into the show, leave messages. Don't be afraid to send me a DM on Instagram at Six the Goddess. Goddess is G O D D I S. Give me your input. These conversations are meant to plant seeds so that we can discuss healing within our own households. Okay, Um, so that is it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate and review. I appreciate it all. I hope you all have an excellent week. I will see you all next Wednesday. And as always, peace, love and black power.